what is going on this is your man l jamal coming through with another edition of never out of bounds of course this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts today i'll be giving you an mlb update i'll be giving you all the latest news going on there in major league ba baseball as well as the scores from last night and an updated standings as we get to the middle of the week uh but first before we get to that i have a quick uh word on the street segment a couple uh news bits to talk about here first and foremost tropical storm imelda that may its way through texas and finally uh some class warfare with trump and the homeless but let's get right into it with tropical storm imelda it made its way uh through parts of southern texas yesterday uh it hit it went through beaumont houston and the galveston area it was uh some heavy rainfall but no major flooding uh, but there was some light flooding in areas of galveston as well as houston and some minor tornadoes were created by a storm uh bringing damage to barns some uh some minor damage to homes barns cars uh, and some damage to trees as well uh, Houston could get some more uh, rain though uh, tomorrow as a storm travels uh, through parts of East Texas but so far uh, some places have received 20 inches of rain at max so again some extensive rain uh, but no real property damage outside of that uh, the storm would uh, originally arrive in Freeport uh, with winds at the highest of 40 miles an hour so again this is far removed from uh, Hurricane Dorian and what hit there. Uh, this is the first storm to hit uh, the Houston area since Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Now there is one tropical storm. Uh, it's called Tropical Storm Jerry. It just formed in the Atlantic and it is making its way, if I'm not mistaken, to the Bahamas. So there is a chance it could make landfall either in this uh, somewhere in the southern United States. Uh, it it has not the, the path has not uh, been determined yet, but it's definitely going to hit uh, the area. I believe I don't believe that in the Bahamas, but like I said, the Bermuda uh, Triangle, uh, the Bermuda uh, Island, I believe uh, area that uh, place there, and then it'll make its way. Uh, somewhere to an american shore near you so you might have to brace up for that and next up like i said uh we have a we have some so much class warfare this is what i'm gonna call it i'm just gonna call it like it is uh, at least how i see it a uh, class warfare to talk about and, and trump is attempting uh, to go against the poor uh trump wants to fight homelessness not on behalf of the american uh populace or the american people but on behalf of foreign investors foreign real estate investors to be exact this was a quote coming from him I'm going to actually give you a couple quotes by him, and you tell me if he's really a real American to you. Homelessness is hurting real estate because foreign investors want to leave the U.S. Well, what about U.S. real estate investors? Did you ever think about that? Why are we appealing to U.S. American-born investors first? Hmm. Okay. Next up, he goes to say, uh, we have people living in our best highways. Uh, our best streets, our best interests to buildings, where people in those buildings pay tremendous taxes, where they went to those locations because of their prestige. That sounds American to you. That sounds corporate. Thanks a lot. We now have a corporation as our president. Good job, America. You have you done your homework. That's what I've been trying to tell you. He don't give a damn about you. He don't give a damn about me. He don't give a damn about nobody that's not giving him no money. But that's how people in his in his world operate. This is what happens when we vote for the aristocrats. Oh, we've been doing that. But now we get to see it 
in our face. Maybe that's maybe that was the point of him being the president. Maybe we get a chance to see full face just how much the aristocrats don't give a damn. And they need to be far away from any type of power. Keep your money, whatever. You stay away from politics. You stay away from dictating the people what to do. Because guess what? There's two solutions that they come up with. These are the two of the main ones. There's probably some more. Of course, they got their little puppet, the surgeon. Uh, they, but the the surge, the a lead surgeon. But but now he's the head of, of housing and urban development. You know Ben Carson, the puppet out here, the Sambo out here in California. You know making moves for for Massa and and just and just all around. You know just talking a much a bunch of BS. But one thing is interesting because I have a quote here from the head of the Council of Economic Advisors, Tom Phillipson. He goes on to say. Policing may be an important tool to help them get off the street. Guess where you are one step away from, my friends. Think guess what, guys? Make one, make one guess. Remember when we had uh my Golden State issue episode a few weeks back? Well, at this point, maybe it might be a month now. I believe it was part four, maybe even part five, when I told you guys about the Greasers Act, the Anti-Vagrancy Act. Yeah. If you were a black, if you were a black man, black person in the southern United States, probably know something about these two. Well, at least your ancestors do. You are one step away from having anti-vagrancy laws right up your ass. That's what you opened yourself up to, America. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I guess you all need to get a job or you're going to get locked up. So don't be homeless. Don't get homeless. You better start saving. You better start maybe getting two, three jobs. Because if you get homeless, you're going to get locked up. That's what they told you they're going to do. So be prepared. Anti-vagrancy. Do not be surprised if anti-vagrancy laws make a return in this country. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen because people decided they didn't want to do their homework almost four years ago. Oh, it's oh Hillary this. and Hillary. Well, if they're both terrible, then somebody should have. We should have been again. Again, nobody. No, we didn't. You know, want to find a third candidate. We couldn't find a third or a fourth candidate we could find and vote for. Nobody liked Bernie. Everybody said, feel the burn up until the Democratic primary. They wanted to vote for Hillary, then got mad. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it, guys. I don't get it. And now we have a group of Democrats who don't even get the real issue. It looks like an episode of Parks and Rec with Leslie Nope arguing with Jimmy Jam. That's what the damn uh, uh, the damn uh, debate last week reminded me of. It was an episode of Parks and Rec. It was goofy. It was laughable. We're not even talking politics here. And now the Republicans want to lock up the homeless. See? You see what we get? You see what we got? We got Biden and 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 uh, your boy uh, uh, Bernie arguing. You got you got Ti <laughs> arguing. Candace Owens calling her out. Then you got Killer Mike calling them both out, talking about y'all both, you know, trying to appease masses. But guess what? They finna lock up our homeless. They finna lock up people who start. I'm telling you. I, I, we are steps away from anti-vagrancy laws, and anti-vagrancy laws only only attract brown and black people sorry that's been the history of them so you know there you go there you go we've we've opened ourselves up again to these fools and now they're gonna let us they're gonna let us know that you weren't a part of the paradigm you were just a tool you were just a pawn so um again uh the other uh proposal will be to deregulate the housing market now that might sound great on paper because the, well, what they thought could happen was prices could lower. 
Well, if that's well, that might be true. But then there's no way to combat racism. There's no way to combat any type of discrimination. There's no way to combat any type of sexism. So you're asked out, guys, because guess what? There's no regulation. Now, they could charge whatever they want to, anywhere they want to, because guess what? There will be no regulation. This is dangerous game we're playing here, people. I call it class warfare. I, they can say what they want. You can believe what you want. This is class warfare. Locking up the homeless, locking up the homeless, instead of providing them jobs and adequate housing, that's an act of warfare. Because guess what? Our what they did to the economy is what made the was what made most people homeless. That is the problem. That is the problem that people don't want to address. Y'all being scary. Don't be scary. They refuse to raise the minimum wage to to uh to apply to the house to, to the cost of living. California is notorious for this. Gavin Newsom has not addressed this, but he's willing to beg for government help. He's a stooge right. He's acting like a stooge right now. Gavin Newsom, you want to help homelessness? Raise your minimum wage or lower your cost of, of, of living by lowering your property taxes, lowering your, your, your income taxes for people. That's what you do. Or other than that, you're just going to have a problem. And all Trump wants to do is lock us up. Thank you, Gavin Newsom, for not being really effective as a governor. I'm calling them all out. Whoever needs to know this, your federal minimum wage is bullshit. Donald Trump, the federal minimum wage is non is is non-helpful. It does it's non-adequate. Gavin Newsom, the state minimum wage is bullshit. It does not cover the house, the, the really the prices and the cost of living in any of the major states. I'm sorry, any of the major cities in this state. It is nonsense. Your minimum wage is non is, is really just a minimum wage. It's not a living wage. It's just a bare minimum that y'all think that will help us survive. And it's not working and it has not been working. So if you address that, then maybe you might address some homelessness. Until y'all address that, and this is where I keep telling them, I'm gonna call them all out by name. Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders. If you're not addressing this here, then you're not addressing any of our situations. I'm not interested in what y'all have to say. This is a problem in this nation, and it's class warfare, and y'all not addressing this. I don't trust your I don't trust y'all. This goes for you to be whatever, how you pronounce it, better or work. I want this situation right here addressed. I don't care about nothing else. I don't care about no beef y'all have with each other. I don't care about who y'all slept with. I don't care about y'all track record previously. This is the issue right now. And this has been an issue with both classes either manipulating it or overlooking it and allowing us to be uh, marginalized uh, as a middle class and as the poor. And I'm sick of it. Until you guys address that, won't be no changes. But maybe us as voters need to really step up and make the motherfuckers get on, get on their job. Anyways, I'm tired of being on the soapbox. I'm taking me a break. When I come back, I'll be talking some baseball. All right now. All right, y'all. I'm back. Um, I got some MLB news here, aka baseball. I got to start off with this one here. This is a deep one. Um, it's on the other side. If you're not into this type of stuff, please, you can, uh, you know, 
I, I normally wouldn't say this, but you can skip this part of the show if this is not your thing. That's fine. That's a disclaimer. But this is what happens, and I got to talk about it because it's big news. I got to talk about the news. This is what I'm trying to do here. Now, Pirates closer Felipe Vasquez recently confessed to Pennsylvania State Police that he tried to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. She's currently thir- uh, she's currently 16. He also sent her lewd photos and sex videos. He was arrested on Tuesday and was charged with six counts in Pennsylvania and Florida, uh, all felonies. The girl, like I said, is now 16 years old. The charges include uh, statutory sexual assault, unlawful contact with a minor, corruption of a minor, and decent assault. Uh, The other other charges uh, stemming from Florida include, uh, let's see here, um, I'm sorry, solicitation of a child for unlawful conduct using a computer or device and giving obscene material to a minor. Uh, but uh, 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 Vasquez, a little bit of a, a backstory about the situation. Uh, Vasquez originally met the girl at a home game. Uh, of course, uh, he plays in Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Pirate. Uh, he was in while he was in the bullpen, and they would exchange numbers apparently, and they communicated via text and social media. Now, my thing is, uh, now he would go on to say he did not uh, want to initially talk to the girl because he was not sure of her age, or she looked to be very young which is where i would ask myself but then why not ask her how old she is ask for an id even i'm just saying uh fellas check ids i mean why not uh why not ask for ages i mean they say oh women's not supposed to reveal age bullshit uh you want to make sure i mean why put yourself in that situation um but do i highly believe uh that no not necessarily i what I do believe is that he probably was into her, probably was super attracted. Anything really to think to really get into the age, he probably assumed that she was probably young. No, uh, I didn't. I, he probably didn't know her exact age, but I think he was smart enough to know that she was probably too young for him. And one other, one other quick question: What was this girl's parents? What was this girl's brother or other friends? Because again, maybe Pittsburgh is just a different type of city, you know. And again, everywhere is different. I know downtown Pittsburgh and all the people, they on a different level. You know, it's not like here in the Bay Area. But again, I never knew. I, I mean, thir- I, I don't know too many. I never knew too many 13-year-old girls. And I don't, you know, of course, I don't talk to 13-year-old girls nowadays, you know, for those reasons. Uh, so I don't know what they're up to nowadays. I mean, I do have younger cousins and whatever, whatnot. But uh, I may have younger cousins around that age. Uh, but I, I just... From what I remember of 13-year-old girls, at least from where I was from, they weren't going to baseball games by themselves. So, again, I, again, it's a little bit weird. Uh, I don't know, you know, I get, you know, I don't know if she was at the game by herself or with no friends. That wasn't, you know, really told because, again, some background and some, uh, you know, witnesses could really help in this situation. Although it's kind of a clear-cut, you know, situation for me. He just kind of being a perv and he kind of knew not to be, but... You know, whatever he tried to go through with it. Now, according to the report, Vasquez would drive the girl from Pittsburgh uh, to her home uh, at the time, which is about an hour away in Scottsdale. Both accounts show that Vasquez was the initiator. Yeah, Vasquez he didn't follow through because he had a game the next day. But again, it was already too late. He didn't already didn't made that move, and she's hella young. So again, you didn't fucked up, bruh. Like again, you gotta figure out how old these girls is. Don't play. 
Uh, that's silly, dude. I, I would never. Mm-mm. That song by Silly Dan always plays in my head. Hey, 19. And I just play with it because it means a girl that's young, way younger than you. So, and, and that's that's the point of that song. They don't relate to you. And in this situation, she was way too young. So, not only did she not relate to you, it's illegal. So, again, hmm. Now, um, the girl and her family would eventually move to Florida, uh, but again, the relation, whatever relationship that they had, continued. Uh, Vasquez's girl, uh, sorry, the girl's mom would have to find Vasquez's uh, pics on the girl's phone. Um, you know, just to put into put put it in again. Um, I'm trying to figure out again. You know, what was I mean? What was said in that relationship? Did he ever ask her? Did, did the question ever come up? Did she ever tell him how old she was? Um, again, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't, know. it doesn't, I don't even want to say the word necessarily because it doesn't exonerate him. Per- no, it doesn't because he's already sent the pictures. He's already pretty much exposed himself, if I'm not mistaken, in that situation where he drove her home. So he's already fucked up, you know, but it's kind of weird because again, why did you not ever think to verify? Why did, you know, that's really weird to me. Um, and again, I don't know if the girl ever told him how old she was either not to say that she it was her fault because again she's a minor so on and so forth but yeah she's getting the car with a grown-ass man that's that fast-ass behavior shit see that i'll be checking my daughter again I, I don't know how they get down in pittsburgh but um i don't know too many 13 year old girls just going to a baseball game by themselves so again i mean it, it, I, I don't i don't know i mean again she was being fast he's being a pervert and he's gonna have to pay the price for it. That's how it is, and uh, you got to be careful because uh, they don't give a damn. They're not there. She's young and she don't know nothing. She don't really know no better. She's gonna she's gonna she's gonna try to play that game. So no, I wouldn't do it. It's not worth it, bro. Not worth it. Uh, moving on, uh, we have some baseball achievements to talk about. So let's get into that. Garrett Cole is the strike man. Astros right-hander, uh, right-hander pitcher became the, well, I'm sorry, the Astros right-hander became the first, well, actually the 18th pitcher, excuse me, in MLB history since 1900 to have 300 strikeouts in a season. He struck out Sin Shu Chu in the sixth inning on uh, Wednesday versus the Rangers, and he also, uh, he had eight strikeouts at that point in the game. Uh, Cole, who was 18-5 uh, to five this season, allowed just two runs last night, got and also got 10 strikeouts in that game uh, in total. In, uh, in order to get his 14th straight win. Houston won 3-2, uh, securing a playoff spot. They struck out, t- uh, I'm sorry, Cole has struck out 10 or more batters for the seventh time this season, and that's tied for a team record with his uh, with uh, cur- his current teammate, Justin Verlander. And uh, f- for one, Cole hasn't lost a start since May, and this is what I've been talking about. I think that was the third picture that I forgot to, to bring up when I was mentioning this, the Astros. The Astros have Zach Greinke, Justin Verlander, and Garrett Cole, of course, the strike leader for this one of the strike leaders for this year and again um that rotation is is looking like one of the best in baseball they have some really good power hitting i would not be surprised if the astros go to the world series again but like again i'm gonna keep saying it the a's are a sleeper the a's are a sleeper let's move on to the scores from last night we're gonna start off in 
the National League with the Cards getting it done against the Nationals 5-1. But the Nationals, they got a RBI from Trey Turner, their shortstop. He had actually, yeah, he had two hits as well. And pitcher Max Scherzer got a start. He had a decent game, but he, of course, was not able to get the win. He went for six innings, got seven hits, five earned runs, but he did get 11 strikeouts. Uh, and he gave up those five runs, I believe, near the end of the game as well. I mean, those, uh, five, yeah, near the end of the game as well. He was pitching pretty well, I believe, until the six or the sevens or something like that. Uh, but for the cards, uh, they definitely got some action from their catcher, who was serving as a pinch hitter uh, last night, Matt Weers, who had a two-run uh, two home run in the seventh. They also got some work from infielder Tommy Edmond, who had two hits and two RBIs. And uh, also shortstop Paul DeJong got an RBI as well. Pitcher Adam Wainwright would get the win, going for seven innings. He gave up uh, three hits, but uh, one, just one earned run. And he also had three, actually no earned runs and three strikeouts as well. Uh, you have the Mets beating the Rockies 7-4. We got the Royals losing to the A's 0-1. We got the Marlins losing to the Diamondbacks 4-5. We got the Angels pulling out somewhat of an upset uh, against the Yankees 3-2. Uh, not when Albert Pujols went off, uh, he had two hits in uh, RBI. Kevin Smith was able to bring in an RBI as well. Uh, in the bullpen, uh, I believe uh, the bullpen was able to get the win, secure the win, going for five innings, uh, only giving up a hit and zero earned runs and uh, seven Ks, uh, seven strikeouts. As for the Yankees, can call it start standing, made his return. He was able to get a two-run double, so that's where their offense lied. Uh, moving on, we have some more uh, AL East action with the Blue Jays getting it done by a run against the uh the Orioles 11 to 10 was the final score the Mariners beat the Pirates 4 to 1 the Indians beat the Tigers 2 to 1 the Giants beat the Red Sox 11 to 3 with uh Carl Yastrzemski throwing out the first pitch to his grandson uh a member of the San Francisco Giants that was a cool sight to see they also took a walk yesterday uh around the diamond or the day before took a walk around the diamond so that was really cool to reconnect with past generations of baseball Carl Yastrzemski Yastrzemski is a Hall of Fame baseball player for the Red Sox. For those of you who don't know, I can't remember his son, uh, his grandson's first name off the top of my head. But he's a pretty decent. He's actually he's a pretty good player for the Giants right now. But moving on, we have the Phillies beating the Braves in some NL East action. We're going back to the uh, going back to some interleague action. Actually, some AL Central action with the uh, White Sox getting an upset against the Twins three to one. We got the Padres beating the Brewers here two to one. And uh, we got the Cubs. Actually, the, yeah, the Cubs took another loss, this time 2-3 to three to the Reds. And finally, in the big-time matchup, two playoff, well, two well, two potentially playoff-bound teams. We have one already solidifying their spot. One is we're going to probably have to play for a wild card, that being the Rays. Uh, but the Rays get the win against the Dodgers here, 8-7. to seven. For the Rays, they were led by left fielder Tommy Pham. He had five hits and two RBIs. And uh, catcher Travis not had a two-run two run home run. And and first baseman G-Man Choi also had a two-run home run as well. And uh, pitcher, pitcher Brendan McKay, uh, he got the start, but couldn't uh, pull through to get the win. He went for four innings, gave up three hits and also three runs. He also had three strikeouts as well. For the bullpen, came up clutch, uh, going for six innings, getting two earned runs after that. And uh, actually, I'm sorry, a few more runs after that, but they were able to get a few uh, 10 strikeouts as well. Uh, 
we have the Dodgers here. Uh, we have Max Muncy getting a two-run home run, and also Will Smith, the catcher, got an RBI as well. Uh, and also, uh, A.J. Pollock, the left fielder, had a run. He also had two hits as well. Let's move on to the standings. We're going to start off in the AL East. And first and at the top, we already know, are the Yankees. They are one game away from 100. They are 99-54. They've gone 6-4 in their last 10. I believe their magic number is around... I don't want to guess on the magic number right now, but they are close to wrapping up that AL East division. Uh, but next up, we have the Rays, who are currently uh, in the second place for the wild card uh, spot. Who have the second wild card spot right now? They are 90 and 63. They are nine games back in the division, and they are six and four in the last ten. We have the Red Sox here in the third place spot at 79 and 72. We also have the Blue Jays and the Orioles here at the bottom. The Blue Jays are 69 and 91, and the Orioles are 49. 103. Moving on to the AL Central here, we have the Twins on top. They are 93 and 59. They've gone five and five in the last ten. Up next, we have the Indians at 99. Sorry, at 89 and 63, just four games back, seven and three in the last ten. Chicago, the Royals. Uh, we also have the Tigers, the Tigers here that make up the bottom. Uh, the, the Chicago White Sox are 66 and 86. The Royals are 40. Uh, sorry, 56 and 97. And the Tigers are 45 and 106. They're terrible. Let's move on to the AL West. Uh, we have the Astros here, of course. They are uh, another team to reach 100 wins. Actually, I think they are the first team to reach 100 wins. So good, good, good look for them. Of course, they have that solid pitching staff that I mentioned before. They are 153, 100 wins, 53 losses, 73 in the last 10. Up next, we have the A's here. They are 92 and 61, eight games back. They are eight and two in the last 10. And uh, up next, we have the Rangers, third place spot here, 74 and 79. So a few games below 500, they're trash. Uh, we have the Angels here, 69 and 83. I'm not gonna say too much negative stuff about them. They have a lot going on with them, uh, but they're currently 69 and uh, 69 and 83. And finally, we have the Mariners here, who are 64 and 88. And moving on to the NL East, where we have the Braves here on top, 93 and 60 is their current record. They are four and six in their last 10. We have the Phillies here in the second place spot, 86 and 68. That put them that puts them nine games back. They are five and five in the last ten. Uh, rounding out the bottom here, we have the Phillies and the Mets. The Phillies and the Mets, uh, they're a game between each other. The Phillies are 78 and 72. The Mets are 79 and 73. So actually a half game between each other. And finally, we have the Marlins here. They're trash as hell, 53 and 99. We don't need to talk about them. Let's move on to the NL Central. Uh, first up, we have the Cardinals here at 85 and 67. They are five and five in their last 10. We have the Brewers here at 82 and 70. They are tied currently with the Cubs. They are both 82 and 70, three games back in the division. Uh, the Brewers are 82 in the last 10, but the Cubs are six and four in their last 10. The Reds are 72 and 81. They're at fourth place and at the bottom, of course, with all the drama. We got the Pirates, 65 and 87 is their current record. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna go to the National League West, where the Dodgers, of course, two games away from 100 wins. Uh, they are they are six and four in the last ten. I believe their magic number is shrinking. It might be around four or something like that. Uh, but they're 98 and 55, of course. And let's move on. Uh, well, next up, we have the Diamondbacks, who are 78 and 75, 20 games back. There's no hope for them. Let's just stop bringing them up. They're three and seven in the last ten. They were hot for a moment. But they ain't making no playoffs. They not making a wild game, wild card game. Don't worry about it. Uh, we have the Giants here at 74 and 78. And rounding out the bottom, we have the Padres at 69 and 83. You also have the Rockies here at 66 and 87. All right, y'all, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Uh, 
I will be back uh, sometime uh, within the next day or so. I want to um, give you guys three key points or three takeaways from week three in the NFL. Also, three questions uh, from the NFL that I have going into week. I'm sorry. Two t- I have three takeaways from week two. Uh, we also I have three questions going into week three of the NFL season. So that'll be my next episode. I'll be doing some NFL talking. Um Mm, for the weekend, I know I'll be having my MLB update on Sunday, my baseball update on Sunday. As far as Saturday goes, it probably will be some uh, war on the street, possibly. And I know some college football. College football, I might say college football for Sunday. It's again, it's just how you know work my work schedule is, how I'm feeling after work. That's really what it comes down to in terms of me recording. So uh, just if I'm feeling you know not super tired after work, I'll do it Saturday night. You might see, you might hear from me. Uh, uh, some uh, college football. I also got tomorrow to record as well. I have to. I have tomorrow off as well, so I might even just put something out tomorrow. Uh, make my NFL points tomorrow, uh, and maybe even do a top seven power rankings for you guys. I'm actually, no, no, I'll hold that off for another week. I want to get a, another good uh, look at teams, uh, and I am working on part uh, six. I believe this will be part six now. Part six of my Golden State issue, my history of California immigration. So keep an eye out for that. That will be around. Soon soon all right y'all if you're looking to get in touch with me of course i have the gmail account that is eljbutler75 at gmail.com once again that is eljbutler75 at gmail.com eljbutler75 at gmail.com of course i have the instagram and the facebook page at eljamahjohnny e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i once again, that is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. I have a Facebook page for the show as well at Never Out of Bounds. Look it up. I have some links there to the PayPal and to the Cash App. If you are looking to make any type of donations or if you are looking to connect with me even more, I have some uh, content there as well. And I need to be doing some more work into updating that content. So bear with me. This is a... Well, this is a slow, kind of a slow process for me because, of course, I'm working too, but um, it's rewarding and I like what I'm doing. So please don't be afraid to interact with me. Don't be afraid to hit me up on my email anywhere. It don't matter. I'm available. All right, y'all. Peace out. One love. And if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. I hope you all have a good day.